eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease and a whole lot of love, you transform 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. LED headlights, spoilers, whatever you need. eBay Motors has it at affordable prices. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride every time. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May of 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. There's no place to escape to. This is the last podcast. On the left. Side stories. That's when the cannibalism started. Side stories. <laughs> yes. All right, here well, we go. Here we I tell are. you what. Yeah. I tell you what. I'm really suffering from Havana syndrome today. I burnt yeah. my mouth on some flautas last night. Whoa. Come on. Oh, Havana syndrome, of oh, course. Perhaps oh. a CIA op. We'll talk about it because Henry has been ranting and raving. We're doing MK Ultra. We have. Many more episodes coming your way, but Henry's brain is boiling like the egg in that drug commercial. Havana uh, syndrome. You mean I, I'm missing my Panama hat. I'm, <laughs> oh, where is it? I must be suffering from Havana syndrome. What is even that? Oh, it's something. Oh, what's that? Oh, the call. What's that call? I'm getting from. It's coming from. This call's Whoa. coming from inside the house. Whoa. Havana syndrome. Oh. It sounds like you should be dancing in a field wearing a nice dress. And they say, oh, he suffers Havana syndrome. But indeed, it is a perhaps weapon being used to scramble the minds of what Henry believes to be CIA operatives. Whatever, man. These guys are doing it to themselves. It's possible. Welcome to Side Stories. They're doing it to <laughs> oh, their wow. fucking... Oh, wow. You're going to intro it. I'm going to do it. Wow. Welcome to Side Stories. Wow. I'm Henry Zabrowski. <laughs> we're here with Benjamin Kissel, and we're talking <laughs> the straight-ass truth that the CIA is Havana syndroming themselves. You, you, you know I would have believed you, but you forgot one key word. Folks. Folks. We See, gotta now. look at the documents, <laughs> folks. Let's look at it. Let's just really look at it. Come on, objectively look at it. No, because they're saying that it is crazy. I mean, True talk. It is freaking nuts. What's going on as the war games continue? It's interesting because Russia's saying that they don't have anything to do with it. What? They are oh, now no. saying that they, oh, me no. But I also feel like they would. I feel like well, they never admit anything. Every single thing that comes out of their mouths is like some new reality that they're spinning around. Oh, yes. kind of like over here, uh, we're doing the same exact thing right now because you really can't believe a single thing that anybody says in the news currently about what's going on in the European theater. But we mm, yes believe believe in america in, america sure there we i go. guess sure. Sure. Um, but i but it's the idea wow. of there's physical evidence that's showing up there's physical evidence they're saying like a polish oh, nationalist i'm <laughs> i'm not even there i'm not even pro poland i'm pro henry zabrowski i'm a nationalist for henry zabrowski's body and oh his my. shoes his oh. shirts his many graphic tees the secret lab chair God. this is what i have control over i'm this just fear. so happy i get this multiverse henry zabrowski and not the one that burns books because it really <laughs> makes me feel like i'm i'm so we are so lucky to be in this timeline 
But I really think that it's we're seeing that they, they are getting attacked. Members of the spook industry are getting attacked directly across the street from the White House. Mm. This is a type of thing that, like, you know, they're saying that they all say this. Every single one of these guys in a gray coat that tries to explain to us and act as if the CIA is completely innocent oh, of, of anything. Us? Uh, no, not but us. The idea that an attack that can happen directly next to the White House to me shows, like, if this was a foreign agent, they would really be scrambling. And I bet you we wouldn't even even heard about this shit if it mm, was from Russia, possible. if it was from China. I think it is purposely close to showing. Home. Yes, it shows, I, it shows, shows our weakness. I personally think it's them showing other countries what we're willing to do to our own people and we're going to do it to them too. And that we have this technology because we're, we're the only people looking into it besides Russia and China. And it seems to only be happening to a bunch of very soft young CIA members <laughs> that are, they're just like almost ripe for it. Obviously we don't ever blame the victim here at last no. podcast on the left, but I feel like some of these guys in the, in the intelligence, well, the, the defense intelligence industry might be sort of like out there kind of in, the, would, in the, in the spook version of wearing a short dress on the corner of the street. I would, uh, again, not deserving, but uh, there we go. I would say if you are someone who is extremely interested in intelligence, in PSYOP, it might be kind of an honor to be uh, experimented on. Because then it's like the people, all the medicine people that would experiment on themselves and they would do like self-surgeries and stuff. And then they learn so much, but they're also the victims. And I think that might make the most powerful CIA operative of all time. Hey, who knows? Honestly, I just want one of them to win the great British baking show. I agree with that. And that's how you know they've ultimately flipped the world. We'll keep you up to date as much as we possibly can, because Henry is correct. You've got to siphon through, much like Kramer swimming in the East River, you have to siphon through a bunch of shit uh, to try to figure out what the truth is. But we'll talk a little bit more about that on Top Hat. Do we have any... Oh, also, we want to thank everyone who listened to our episode on Open Lines on Sirius Radio. Thank you all to everyone who called in. And um, It was a small dream. It was a small dream, but it was a wonderful dream. It really also, was. Um, do we want to talk about this one story up top with romance? Because I feel like. Sure. A, absolutely. I want because there's this new show on Netflix. I think it's Tinder Swindler. Tinder Swindler. And no, it's not about Tinder Swift. Tinder Swindler. Tinder Swindler. They came up with the name first and then found someone who was bad on Tinder. It might honestly, I could see. Is this another psyop? Is what you're saying? It could be romance scams. They have increased eighty percent in 2021. So be careful. There was an elderly woman in Virginia that was scammed out of five hundred and eighty thousand dollars through all the dating apps. Apparently, she was on a thing called iFlirts, which it's, oh, just don't do it. No, just go to the big brands. Please. This isn't the time to experiment with an indie dating app. Okay, so go on to one of the ones that has, a, I guess, a lot of. Uh, it doesn't have any sort of way of making sure you don't get hurt. Does anyone have any sort of way of protecting you? Called the I don't local know. sports bar or a bingo parlor. You can go uh, get D and pussy the the, the old the way. old fashioned way. Where have a couple of drinks. One point three billion dollars has been lost to Ooh. scams in the last five years alone. So be careful out there. And if you are on one of the dating apps, meet in person at some point. Otherwise, this person is just going to be stealing all your money. Absolutely. Uh, a Zoom date doesn't count. 
You got to meet these people. I really do. I'm like, I, I, this might be a little bit hot takey. This might hot be take. Uncle Corner. I don't Ooh. know. I'm full of it today. I've had a lot you of Spring are, Hill Jack. You are full of it today. I am full of it. But I, I, it's one of those where I wonder if you, I wonder if like, if when you meet somebody in real life, you also don't know necessarily who they are. And it's a much bigger chance of them to kill, of them killing you immediately. Sure. Public, but, not in a, not in a busy Applebee's. I'll tell you true, that. Nothing true. bad ever happens there. Unless you happen to be trying to rat against the Russian government. And then a guy just going to drop a little radiation in her food. And that's how they're going to get you. Right. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. Fuck. I thought it was a date. This is crazy, man. This case tastes like plutonium. Plutonium? Yeah. Um, but I, it's also, I'm going to stress this again. You don't know who you're talking to on the internet. You just don't. You have no clue what's in the, on, like, even though I I do think that there is a beauty to the anonymous nature of the internet. I think it's important for our freedom of expression. But also with that, you have no fucking clue who's on the other side of that you monitor don't ever and you know what i'm learning from this article there was another victim a 74 year old woman most of these women are in their 70s i guess mm. they're still all horned up yeah of course because they they got one the last of the session of husbands is dead gone you know you don't want it like you honestly think it's it might be more about spending time with someone and maybe yeah. you can still get it wet enough to get pushed up because now you got all the medications you know like because you could just stick a bunch of luby up a vagina with your fingers and then you got all sorts of pills that you could take and they get you all ready and hard to go there's a whole new lease on life if you've got your new hip you got your new knee you got your new yep. veins like in 70 you're ready I remember my grandmother's retirement home. That was a that was just it was a intercourse central. That's Ooh. what it was. All I mean, the old people love it. Hey. So be careful out there, and uh, don't uh, trust anyone who seems don't give too anybody good to money. True, and yeah, never give, give anyone any, money. No never money. Do it. Just cut them off. Even if you like them, even if they love, love bombing you for weeks, you just get out of it by saying anything. Just being like, I don't feel comfortable giving you that kind of money. I don't have this money. Start taking a bunch of pictures with guns. Fuck yeah, dude. All right, sweet. sweet. Come so for be, me. Just be careful out there, everyone. You know who's not afraid of a gun? Who? Hank the Tank. <laughs> oh, Hank the Tank is my favorite. Oh, this I love. This is animal news and crime news. This is a good story because Hank the Tank, <laughs> he, he gets what he wants, he and does. he's not taking no for an answer. Lake Tahoe is in <laughs> chaos. So he's a 500-pound bear. He's he a has beast. been. He has ransacked at least 28 homes <laughs> since July, right? They are saying that he's an exceptionally large bear. And what he does is he's a black bear. Yeah, he comes so into cute. your home. They've said that he straight up knocked down a garage door. He has ripped open fucking windows and crawled in through. And what is he looking for, Kissel? What? what all big boys are looking for? What? Leftover pizza. Oh, this story could not get more adorable. I know technically this is a vicious creature who might eat your entire family. Unless, of course, you treat him like Santa Claus. Little pizza goes out every night. Mm -hmm. You must appease the beast. I'm a massive fan of recognizing that we are not alone in this world. We are simply sure. humans. This bear, obviously, it has some hunger issues. I would start just feeding it every day. And then I get to my, you know, my garage door stays up. But I'm also one of those guys 
I would feed the pigeons if I was in New York. I don't mind feeding the animals. But unfortunately, Kissel, you're the exact reason why Hank the oh, Tank has no. become this way. I because know. Because they are all saying what it seems to be is that people moved back out to their vacation homes, right? They either gave up during quarantine. Right. They moved to their vacation homes and they were working out from there. And then because, as one forest ranger says, people lack bear education they feed the animals and then what has created a, a problem because hank the tank is no longer afraid of people i'm not and bringing so, this to a unicef level of like this corrupt <laughs> this this completely um gutted the entire economic society yes. i'm not talking about how this fucked over yes. farmers these are bears we are full societies full of food that mostly we throw away yeah i just feel like we could feed the bears but it's hard because the problem is there needs to be a clear delineation because these are big predators because they he, he busts into your house. They say he goes straight for the refrigerator. They say that most <laughs> black bears are about 300 pounds. They attribute his addiction to human food to be the reason why he is up to 500 pounds. Okay, He's first very of all, big boy. You know a reality show on Animal Planet, My 500 Pound Life, all about Hank the Tank. It's already in production. <laughs> he probably it. is the reason we're not going to get a show on Paramount. Because sure. they're going to have the Hank the Tank hour just watching this bear freaking eat. Well, unfortunately, it it's going to be him. It's going to be a producer in front of me and you. And he's like, unfortunately, we've already found a huge hairy animal to host a show for our network. And you're like, no, no, uh, I'm uh, Hank the Tank. But, you know, some people in town, they, this quote makes it sound like this bear is Richard Ramirez or Richard Chase. This is just from a random resident. They say, I've been in this town for 40 years and I've been locking my doors recently. I've never done that. Yeah, I've the never whole done town is chilled. But how cool would it be? You wake up, you're groggy. Obviously, these people are all hammered constantly because there's nothing else to do in the middle of nowhere. Oh, and then yeah. you go to your fridge and you see Hank the Tank. I'd be like, Hank. What well, it's hard because Hank can't talk and Hank doesn't know what people are thinking and he can't communicate. So when <laughs> Hank comes into your home, right, they're saying the problem is, is that, well, so far, what is interesting is that Hank has not heard a single person because he seems to he mostly be pizza. concerned. He's concerned with the pizza and he wants to get at the pizza. Yeah. And so he goes to the pizza and they said they've been in the home and have watched Hank the Tank break in their front door, walk directly past them into the kitchen and just start ransacking it. But they're really afraid. People are afraid of it one day flipping out, but they've been trying to get it out of there by shooting it with paintball guns. They've hit it with tasers. They've hit it with an air horn. And he just simply does not give a fuck. And then they set up a trap. What about a house for Hank? What about a house with a pizza oven for Hank the Tank? How does he learn? One employee goes in there every day and makes him three pizzas. If you we need teach, to take care of Hank the Tank. Kissel, this is an honestly, this is really where I think your libertarian leanings could be. Oh, this is really huge here. You're going to do a bootstrap Te argument? Teach him to make pizza. Well, and technically, then, we should teach him to fish because that's what bears do. Yes, sure. But if he's having pizza, teach him to make pizza. Teach him about the what it's like to what get the semolina I... from Napoli. Then proper mm. the add the water, the semolina, and then you get oh, and you get the twist as so if he can really appreciate the art that goes into making pizza. Three DiGiorno's a day, throw them in the river. He can Whoa. get them out of the river. He learns well, how to try fish to, that way. They try to set up a trap for him. They create You're not gonna trap Hank the tank. They set up a shed. 
They put a piping hot pizza inside of a shed. <laughs> That's what is he trying to? They're trying he to get me. They're he trying to catch me. He wouldn't go. But the problem is they're trying to euthanize him. And now he yeah, knows. Yeah, that's the problem. problem. He's very, I think he is. I don't know if he knows he's going to get shot, man. Oh. But I think that he has a suspicion. I, I just feel like this town is a little intense here. Bridget Marchetti Phillips, she says she's sick and tired of having to fear for our lives, quite frankly, because of what the bear may or may not do. She says this has been happening for a long time. And eventually something very, very, very bad is going to happen. Like Hank the Tank doesn't get pizza that day. And it's just, yeah, he's been targeted for death by the California Department of Fish and Wildlife. And honestly, I, I didn't like, know they did that. Like I don't the group know. Claim the tank has been targeted for. I didn't know. Jeez. The Bear League is vehemently opposed to this plan. And we are frantically working to save his life by reaching out to the various wildlife sanctuaries in hopes of finding him a safe home. I didn't know there was a Bear League, but he's been targeted for death by the California Department of Fish and Wildlife. You know, it needs to be done. Only one person can help here. And I don't think that, to be honest, we should be really careful about unleashing this power back onto the earth. But maybe it's important. Maybe it's time for this person. It's the right time for the right lock, the right key in the right lock. Papa John, you get John Schnatner out there. He needs to get this kit. He needs to get this Wait, bear back. But he's not allowed to be near pizza. He's like an excommunicated priest who can't be near a child. Like the I don't think Papa John's is. I think he's been forced to eat tacos for the past three years. I like think tenets. that the bear needs to be the one interfacing with the pizza, and Papa John needs you know? to start building his A team. And that this is this bear is just one of the the various members of the food based sinister six. <laughs> that Papa John will eventually create. Uh, but, you know, I haven't thought about him in a while, but I just really think about the idea of another pizza villain. Well, he is. He's back in the news. As a matter of fact, he'll be speaking at CPAC. Oh, yes. So oh, you can, you can uh, listen to uh, all and the wonderful And if there's anything words, words that really John. shows you the quality of CPAC, that they yeah. got Papa John on there. Well, um, he's a name, isn't he? But, you know, we just said here, we just said here, we demonized an, an animal for doing right. what animals do. And dare I you're say... Right. He is an example of, he is the missing link. He's eating pizza. Next thing you know, he's having sex with your wife. He's watching NFL Sunday. Obviously, yeah, he's, he's a, a full, fan of the Bears. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it means he becomes fully Italian. Right. But people seem to be crazier to me. For some reason, Henry, like during COVID, obviously, it was like everyone's killing their families. And yeah, then yeah, there was yeah. like a stretch where it felt like people were getting random stuck things stuck in their asshole. Well, yeah, that happens. Yeah, it goes in cycles. I feel like we are in the season of just straight up drunken brawling. I the people are I I don't think it's an exaggeration to say that like I thought that like now we we've been back a bit, like in terms of a lot of things have opened up. We we've been back. We've been yeah, people we're pretty are, back, yeah, pretty much. People are still not good at driving anymore and there's a lot more people running lights there's a lot more people getting into physical altercations outside of their cars it's right. really kind of wild and woolly out there right now it really is and this took place at disney world now this feud was between uh, a pair of drunken naked sisters and <laughs> they were they were tussling in the bushes and then one slipped on the other's vomit it's so gross. i love her how do you what get so hammered on? at disney it's hard to get went, drunk at disney they went around the world and spent too much time in germany is what it sounds like well i so, mean so they're fighting all nude and then she slips on her sister's freaking vomit whoa and uh and then they just started going at it and they then, show pictures of the girls 
No, not they, the nude ones. I'm certain they won't do that. But do they show pictures of what they look like before they took all their clothes off? No, they don't. Um, and to be frank, it could go either way. Side stories, LPOTL, gmail.com. Why do so many fights between women? And this is, again, this is not just outside of my sexual curiosity. What is the point of stripping nude in order to fight? I know that, like, guys pop their shirts off and shit and they take their rings off. But what? Do, how does it help a woman to release her vagina to the fight? Well, they say big boob energy. Perhaps that might be it. Mm. According to the report, once separated, both sisters ran at each other again. The other sister, the younger one, slipped on the vomit. Then she fell into the bushes. They were still fighting. Then uh, the younger sister ran a few feet away, took off her dress, exposing her breasts. Shortly wow. after, they began to punch each other. Oh, again, Jesus I don't know. I was like, ah! like, you know how men men will like take rip off their shirts like Rah! like Braveheart. So it may have just been that. But the backdrop was not a a hairy Polish nipple. It was indeed a set of boobies. I just wonder what it like. Guess you're fighting and you get it rips off. You get. Can you guess three guesses without looking what they were fighting over? I think that they two were women sisters and they got just this is like so. Don't think too big. Go local. Who's gonna fuck Goofy tonight? <laughs> Well, similar because apparently one of the girls did not like her sister's boyfriend. So Whoa. they had to violently Gotta really fight. Got to do this at Disney World after spending how much money to God go to knows. Disney World oh with your whole gosh. family just to go vomit on each other and fight them. <laughs> it's too so. much. You save that fight for the fucking hotel parking lot. I mean, save it for Christmas, for crying out loud. That's at least free. So both women were arrested for misdemeanor domestic violence, battery, and disorderly intoxication. My only thing is this. I haven't been to Disney World yet, but as we're seeing, I was watching C-SPAN the other day. They were talking aviation, and Mm. there is a great chance they're going to remove booze from planes. And if Disney World starts to remove the booze, I mean, well, Disney World is the opposite. Disney World has been slowly adding booze. Good, they never had booze. Oh, and now they've been they've been slowly. There are more opportunities to get booze. I says this is why I am thinking this might have been more brought in booze that they have Mm. probably have been drinking alcohol that they brought. Yes, well, they were, they were, uh, that's very possible because they were only steps away from the watermelon and mango parking lots. Um, so I didn't mm. know they made their parking <laughs> lots after uh, fruits there. If it's cute. But apparently that's it. So maybe they didn't even make it into the park. They One might sister, not have. Oh my God. Yeah. The younger sister called her, oh, called her other sister a bad mom. Whoa. And then that's slapped. how you literally, There's, oh yeah, that's how you do it. Yeah. These sisters are 29 and 31. So uh, they, uh, Oh, my God. What a nightmare. Their phone also died at Disney security. So then they had to call them an Uber. This oh, is oh a, yes. They, they had, had to call them an Uber. They and had then the Uber day. refused to take them. Right. And then the taxi showed up and they, the taxi was like, they're naked. Yeah, we're just everyone's covered in blood. I don't. Apparently, she's a bad mom. And this uh, she's dating. Anyway, you never know. This is why it's so fun to go people watching. You never know I when you're going to see a UFC fight. Oh, yeah. It's my favorite thing about Vegas on the face of the planet is the the people. Vegas, the street of Vegas is literally entertaining enough as it is. I love it. Just walking around that city. It's so much fun. Take an edible walk around. You don't got to lose all your money. Just have fun looking at people. Just use some of it. Yeah. Live from your grave. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Finding work-life balance can be tough, but Squarespace gives you the tools to reach your goals and have time to celebrate. 
Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. With the new guided design system, Squarespace Blueprint, you can select from curated layout and styling options to create a personalized website optimized for every device. Get your website discovered fast with integrated, optimized SEO tools. Plus, make checkout easy for customers with easy-to-use payment tools. And with Squarespace AI, you can explain what your site is about, choose your tone, enter what you need, and get auto-generated text. And that helps you save time. I know I'm sitting on about two literal wheelbarrows filled with horse pics. Now, part of the issue has been is a lot of these pictures are getting stopped at customs because some of them do depict various world leaders in horse-like circumstances that seems to be pinging a lot of these custom agents' accounts. Now, so what I've done to do is like, so while I'm trying to work on hand smuggling these horse picks over various country borders, I then also have time because Squarespace is doing all the other ad work for me to go and work on my killdozer at home. So thank you, Squarespace, for allowing me to diversify in the best way possible for this country. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial when you're ready to launch. Go to squarespace.com slash left to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Hey! Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and space. That's one of my favorite things about it. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. Now, personally, I'm in the middle of re-landscaping my yard. I like to do it myself because I called up a landscaper to see how much it costs and it was absolutely insane. Plus, I love dirt. I love getting my hands in the dirt and I love planting things myself. And Fast Growing Trees has given me some wonderful plants that I can use. Like I got this uh, Texas sage, it's purple. I've dug up a whole bunch of horrible bushes and shrubs up in front of my window and in front of my house and put some purple Texas sage up there and it's going to thrive and it's going to look real good. And I didn't even have to go to a nursery to buy it. It came to my house. Now, this spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code LEFT at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code LEFT at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code LEFT. Offers valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. One in five Americans have learned a new language on their bucket list. If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list. With Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors. It's a waste. Don't waste hours on apps. Besides appetizers, that's the kind of apps I like. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Did you know that empanada is already Spanish? I didn't. Thanks, Babbel. Did you know that burrito is already Spanish. Wow! I just gotta learn all the rest. And eventually, I'm gonna be eating downtown Mexico. Thanks, Babel. 
Here's a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at Babbel.com slash left. Get up to 60% off at Babbel.com slash left, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash L-E-F-T. Rules and restrictions may apply. Now, this is a story that's very, very side stories. Now, this is from Australia. Queensland police say man allegedly sawed off another man's leg as a part of a quote-unquote an arrangement. Now, who knows? But this guy didn't sound that old. So a 66-year-old man died very soon after he was discovered by passersby at this Innis Falls Fitzgerald Park Saturday morning. Um, So how it did, I guess they had known each other. It was a 36-year-old dude that no one is releasing the name of Okay, right? Because the police are saying straight up it was not an unprovoked... Attack! Like this was like set up. This is four a.m. So okay. obviously they're very intoxicated. I would put that out there. Um, Definitely. So the the men drove together to the park, and then they sat together under a tree. Okay. And then they sat there for about twenty minutes. I guess K I S S I N G. Yeah, kind of cute so far. Holding hands, giggling. I don't know. And then later, so they said that I guess he brought a battery powered circular saw. Well, Put them it? out to the bench. Hey, uh, right? hey, Barry, what's the uh, what you gonna be using that for? I'm gonna help you lose weight. You ready uh, to lose 20 pounds of uh, dumb meat, you fucking bitch? Uh, uh, um, but the older man uh, was they went apparently he he turned on the battery powered saw while they were just hanging out, uh-oh. cut off the man's leg. Oh. He then helped him get into a car where he bled to death. In the car. And uh, then they found the guy later. They Apparently, they went there. I guess they, they had found him because they connected. Somehow, they connected the guy to the guy. There hasn't been a lot of details in the case yet. Um, and I'd love to find out exactly how they all knew each other and how this boiled down. We know the victim was 66, and the dude who did it was 36. So I feel like this was a, a match made in meth or, again, mm. some kind of... Well, I mean, you know, like, when does... When does a 36-year-old and a 66-year-old really have something so much in common they hang out? It just has together. to be. Okay. To me, All in my right. mind, you work together, your coworkers, but how do you get so comfortable with your own coworker that you allow yourself to help you guys plan your own death together? That's very close. Like you and I don't even I do we have provisions about what we do if the other one has terminal cancer? Like, do you know what you do? Like, do, you, do I need to kill you? Um, no, you don't have to kill me. Well, I don't uh, we'll play it by ear. Well, my mom has constantly talked about it. How many times the option of me shooting her in the head yeah, but then, has been but you brought can't up do it, again and again it's and again? A I know because then you're getting you're, you're going to get charged with you know do blowing your mom's brains out, and then you'll be like, "But she told me to." Also, because I know, know what that, that your mom. I know what be, she's going to do. I know what, what she's going to do is that she's going to be like, "Hey, you got to shoot me in the head, Henry Thomas." And then as soon as I pull out that fucking gun and I put it in her fucking mouth, she's going to be like, "Oh, why are you doing this, Henry Thomas? Why are you doing?" I never said I never said for you to shoot me. Well, then you can't. Then you can't shoot her. Oh, now you're fucked. But now I've been. Now she knows that I've stuck a gun in her mouth. Well, all right. Well, police allege these two people were known. They knew each other. The extent still of the relationship we don't know, but they do say it was not an unprovoked attack. So I, I just. Just don't know where you are in life or you're like, just cut it off, man. But then if you do that, you also have to have like a tourniquet. And uh, oh, sure. I, I don't I know. Also, do you think this guy was planning on dying or do you, I don't? It's a weird story. I think that they didn't think about it all the way through. 
Yeah. I feel like this is half a plan. Yeah, yeah. But it's also the circular saw. It's just and also it's, the craziest ugh. way to do it. And to kill a guy by cutting off his leg is the most inefficient thing on the face of the planet. Why wouldn't you cut off his head? Yeah, he cut it off right below the knee. Yeah, so like, I feel like it's something ankle. else. I it must have been something else. I think that they might, again, they might have been intoxicated. Oh, I definitely believe that they were intoxicated. So. Here's another story that fucking scared the fucking shit out of me that you just have to be really careful about. Talk about, like, being swindled and worrying about what's going to happen to you when you show up at a place. This is a truth. This takes place in China. This was in China's. A Chinese man lured by fake job ad is held captive as a quote unquote blood slave Dude, for that months want in that. Cambodia. Oh, yeah, man. The man, he oh, was only God. identified by his surname, Lee. He was kidnapped as a gang. Now, they apparently, he has been captured since August 2021. Okay. And they apparently took 27 ounces of blood from him each month. Just Jeez. enough to replenish his blood supplies. And then they just sold the blood online to what I only imagine is some version of a Blade fan fiction society. I guess so. There's a picture of the man. He's in a hospital bed. And yes, you can see nurses. They look relatively professional. Although, again, this is a no, that's of, not the gang. That's him in the hospital. That's him in the hospital. So he has been rescued. Yes, he's been, okay, that's how they so know he, about this. Oh, okay. So he's finally been rescued. I see. So now he's going to go get some treatment at the hospital. Man, this is fucked I don't up. Want so, that. Apparently, he's got the most universal blood type, typo negative. Typo negative. Also, love that band. Now, there is apparently when they normally do a blood donation, it takes about 16 ounces of blood, which is 8% of the average blood volume of an adult. Um, and it is, they say American Red Cross really says you should wait. Before you take that much blood out multiple times, would you? Thank I you, American Red Cross. Yeah, I would. I would believe that they uh, they love blood. So the gang decided to take blood from Lee after they told him it's either that or we'll sell your organs. As, uh, well, we'll, well, they ar- we'll harvest your organs. Basically, what he said is he went to a meeting. He was a security guy, right? He worked in security and he went to this job ad. He went to go meet up to have an interview. And the guys basically then said, here we go. We have this fun. We have this arrangement here. Um, You're going to join our organ trafficking gang. Oh, and if you don't, we're going to make you one. You're going to be one of the people that we traffic from. And right. then he was kind of like stuck in it. Then they fucking put a gun to his head and then they brought him down to a fu- some place, some horrible place, and then just leaked blood out of him every month. And I'm not sure if it's worse or not. The gun obviously sent the message that this is very serious, but they also used an electric prod on him to like take him to where they wanted to take, take him. Out. him. And again, I guess they said his blood type was, quote, quite valuable. And I don't know, like, how did they know? I don't know anyone's blood type. Is that like a thing that people know more about in other countries? I don't know my blood type. They might have checked it right then. They might have. Who knows? But they said apparently he got brought across. He got way. He got brought across the the border to Vietnam from China. And then they took him to Ho Chi Minh City. And then he was sold to another gang for eighteen thousand dollars. That was in Cambodia. So once in Cambodia, another gang running an online fraud company. Yeah. Bodley. Oh my god! Yeah, man, that's kind of that scares the shit out of me. Well, man. what do you do when the okay? It's old school Shanghai, man. You're Lee, though, right? You got what they want. Yeah, you, you got succulent the, with blood. You got the best blood. So I guess you have to be like, don't fucking kill me, or this blood's gone. 
Well, like I mean, he does have supply and demand. He is the supply and basically the demand. You say uh, that he should have well. been. A, he should have been a diva. I I think he should have become like a Robert Downey Jr. when his negotiations for after Iron Man three. He could have spun this to be like, um, oh my goodness, what's the name of that movie that was a tro- It was it was a uh, the Hotel Island Rwanda. of Doc- not Hotel Rwanda, <laughs> the Island of Doctor Moreau. Yeah, he yeah, could sure. have been a character like that. Oh who yeah, was they, just could have, they could have like literally like surgically applied two baby arms to his fucking yeah. forehead and like took his feet off and made him roller skates. Yeah, he's lucky in that way. I could also see him in like a final boss level of Resident Evil, the man he's connected to all the stuff. <sighs> he is the life. He is the life force. He's almost like. Dr. Satan from House of a Thousand Corpses. Like, I feel he had some leverage here. But again, um, I'm sure he wasn't thinking about any of that on account he was being drained of blood. It was probably quite yeah. weak. Yeah, he must have had a real writer's block during that time period. Um, <laughs> you know, Natalie wanna... and I had this conversation the other day about this idea of like, we're afraid, like, we're about to start heading into real conspiracy theory territory in our MK Ultra series. And a uh, part of it is this idea that. They raise babies, right, to in order to indoctrinate them with sexual torture to make them Manchurian candidates later on in life. That oh is like one goodness. of the main thrusts of MK Ultra is that the CIA use people like the Finders, and they also raise their own babies in coordination with various Illuminati families that give up members of their family in order to be part of this process. Yada yada yada. But there's a part of it that you're like. Nat and I both said, like, it's weird to think that there are then people that do actually do fucked up things like traffic people and do good, like have sex rings, child sex rings, all these types of stuff. And how like it's this weird thing of how it just shows just how expansive the human imagination is and how many times (laughs) that like you can make stuff up like a real Imagineer stuff where you get stuff that we think about. Like, yeah, on one half, on one side, people are making these things up, but also on the other half, there are other people sort of like doing things that are just like the made up things. So conversely, it makes them all real and it muddies all the water. If you have somebody that is getting a, becoming a blood bag, a human blood bag for human traffickers, like how much far off is a bunch of other shit? Absolutely. And I think much like what we do with our independent, independent contracts for military and things like that. I wouldn't be surprised if the government has a couple of contracts with some of those, Sex rings. All right. Well, let's mm. talk. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's ooh, not a new sorry. onion ring from Applebee's. Ooh, no, I'm in sex ring. Sex Put it at the base of your cock. You know, we talk. We actually had a wonderful conversation with Dalen from the Ghost Brothers. Check out that show. And we were talking about how what we one, one of the pet peeves that we have is people being mean to the ghosts. Right. So this next story, mm. this ghost, it's being hunted. Right. And this it's ghost, being mean to me. To it, use your you're line. being mean to mean, me, mean to me. And this ghost, so these ghost hunters, they're on a mission, right? They're trying to find this phantom, and the ghost keeps on telling these people to quote "fuck off." Yeah, and I, love I am happy to hear a ghost finally standing their ghost ground standing when it comes up. to people standing up the for themselves. For themselves, as people go constantly into their homes and be like, come at me, ghost. Where you at, ghost? Where you at, ghost? And now the ghost says, fuck off. And so I love this story. So people have spotted the foul-mouthed phantom, and they say uh, she is dressed all in white and is taken to swearing at people near this site. Uh, It's known as Dead Woman's Ditch. Now, this is in Somerset. (laughs) Very very fucking on-the-nose name. Well, it is because... 
the beauty spot on the Quantic Hills in Somerset was where Jane Wolford was murdered by her husband, John, in 1789. So this is kind of cool because they have a murder attached to the site and they believe that the ghost is indeed Jane. But maybe Jane's had enough of being murdered. And now she says, stop yelling at me. Fuck off. That's I, it. Also, wild because the ghost hunters are trying to say they think that what's one boon of this ghost telling people to go fuck off is they think it will help. They think that it will help them date when the person that was the ghost was alive, so they can really start to see how early the word fuck was being used in common <laughs> language for them. And they're like, "This is incredible. This is absolutely amazing. We can find uh-huh. the agent." That is incredible. Paranormal investigators Christine and Dave Thomas of Wendy's fame? Probably not. Sure. They told Somerset Live they themselves have been shouted at rudely, and they were told to leave the area by the nasty, evil spirits. But I'm going to say I think they are putting their own emotion into it. Are they nasty and evil spirits, or are you a trespasser, much like Hank the Tank, who's got to get on out of there sometimes? You fuck off. You get Fuck out of off. that ghost goddamn living room because when it comes down to it, that's their space. It's like when Nat gets scared of a spider outside and I try to explain to her, that's the spider's home. We're in the spider's home right now. It's lo- its job is to be spidery and eat bugs. I don't mind a spider. That's I true. Love spiders. Okay. Well, Shelly Barrington, apparently at the same spot, she says two women died in 1988. Yeah, this is a weird spot. So maybe she says, well, maybe it's one of them haunting the area. Either way, if you're a, it seems like if you're a lady, don't go there. Yeah. Because everyone seems to get murdered. Or get fucking get told to go fuck yourself. And yeah. eventually you're like, hey, hey, no, come on. Me? Yeah. Go fuck myself? Exactly. Next thing you know, you're reenacting a scene from Goodfellas alone me? in a park. Hmm? Me? You talking me? to me? You talking, talking to me? me? How am I funny? Funny how? Funny looking. I'm just glad none of these lines are hack. Absolutely not. According to Philip King, he says, given the behavior of many visitors to the hills and the vast numbers, I can understand why she is ticked off. Oh, yeah, man. She's getting crowded out. It's fucking she's getting gentrified. Absolutely. So we have some locals who say, yeah, listen to her. She's telling you to fuck off. Get the heck out of there. Get the fuck out of there. And then there's still tourists be like, I want to go get cursed at by a ghost. Just call your mother. It's like they're going to fucking, was it, Wiener Circle in Chicago. Oh. You're going to go get fucking roasted. Dick's Last Resort. Yeah. The most uncomfortable restaurant in the history of restaurants. I've just never seen so many 45-year-old women with a hat on that says, my pussy stinks. <laughs> they really do that. Yeah, when I was with uh, Brooke uh, Rogers, their fantastic journalist, um, I'm pretty sure that was the closest we've ever almost gotten to a brawl because some of the jokes don't land. No, they don't. They just call you a They're big, they're just like, yeah, yeah call you a fat, fat fucking like, piece of what shit. If I, what if I kill you? What, what if, if I, I kill you? you? Yeah, they're not regular Greg Geraldos over there. <laughs> no, not the best roasters. But interestingly enough, many locals have seen this ghost. One said, when I was about 17 on my way home from work, driving along a cold road, I saw a bright white figure on the side of the road as I slowed. It appeared to be the woman in an old-fashioned dress. Uh, She says she couldn't take her eyes off of it, and I couldn't bring myself to turn around and have another look. I just drove home in complete shock. And another person has said that they saw what looks to be a tall figure with a long, dark coat on outside the pub on the edge of the road. And then they checked back. And no one was there that may have just been Silent Bob. Interesting. But yeah, that site is just full of poltergeist. And I, I love I, that. I would, I would love to go. I would love to That's go. That's the there. thing. No, we're going to be one of those. And we're going to yeah. get fucking, Fuck we're going to get roasted. 
Fuck off. Fuck off. Live from your grave. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It says here I have to talk about something I need to get off my chest, and I guess I can share it here. I, I eat mayonnaise for fun. It's a hobby of mine, and it's an addiction. And it's a daily weight on my life. How much I need whipped egg whites and oil crammed into my veins. As soon as I wake up, and a lot of people carry around a lot of different stressors, big and small. Some people are presidents. Some people are soldiers. Some people have to eat mayonnaise, especially with hard-boiled eggs, which is what I eat for lunch. But I guess I should share that in therapy. Because therapy is a safe place to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. And what I do is I just add eggs if I have mayonnaise left over. I just continue to add the eggs. But if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. I hope they can help me. My God. I hope they can help me. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LastPod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp! H-E-L-P dot com slash LastPod. Ah, Jules. Oh, Jules. Make a wife smile today. The road to getting engaged can be long and full of memories and pitfalls and landmines. Or it can be short and thrilling, like a roller coaster on the way to the police department. But the road to finding the perfect engagement ring is a straightforward path every time. All you've got to do is head over to BlueNile.com and they're going to ship them rocks straight to your wife's new fingers. On BlueNile.com, you can create a bigger, more brilliant piece than you can imagine. At a price you won't find at a traditional jeweler, Blue Nile is the original online jeweler since 1999. That's present time to me. Their diamond price guarantee means that in most cases, they can meet or beat a competitor's price on a comparable diamond. I know when I got my wife a beautiful Blue Nile necklace, the first thing she did was, what did you do? But afterwards, she was so happy to have it and she loved it and she wore it when we went on vacation and modern did everybody come around being like where'd you get that piece you beautiful woman and I was like stop talking to my wife she's spoken for you can see it with the blue Nile bling she's got on her right now get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more with code last podcast at blue Nile.com that's $50 off with code last podcast at blue Nile.com blue Nile.com how many platforms do I work on? So many platforms. Can you believe it? Google Docs. Work on that. Very complicated. Lots of different things going out. Clickety-clack, right? Slack. Saying things to my employees. All my, all my, my main doldgers walking around here. It makes sure it changes cluck to the word I meant for it to say to everyone. But I try to say not curse words on Slack. What am I supposed to do about it? But Grammarly doesn't fix curse words, does it? Because Grammarly's too good for it. It's too classy. It's Grammarly is an AI writing partner that helps you get work done faster with high quality writing. Because better writing means a stronger impact. The pen is mightier than the sword. Except when the sword is in the room. 96% of Grammarly users report that Grammarly helps them craft more impactful writing and suggestions based on your audience goals and context. Can you believe it? And data privacy and security are woven into the foundation of Grammarly. It's in its goods. 
All right, so Grammarly's great. Use it. I use it. I love its gentle harassment of my writing style because it does help me because sometimes my thumbs are faster than my eyeballs. Don't quote me on that. Get AI writing support that works where you work. Sign up and download for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Um... So I got a really interesting article that somebody sent me that actually is another example of kind of what I saw two days ago. I know what I saw I when I was in I Atlanta. Oh, um, okay. And it's just, it's just it's and that, really of course, interesting. is referencing the orb that Henry saw over the railways. I saw an orb. I described a little bit on our radio show this week about how the saddest part about it was after I saw it was the emptiness, was the feeling of like, oh, I guess now I have done it. Yeah, you just nutted all over your tummy, and now it's cleanup time. And you're like, oh, well, nothing's changed. Nope. And so, but I do like this. So this is, a someone sent me an article about the Hornet spook light. Now, this is in Joplin, Missouri. Hmm. Um, the Devil's Promenade is oh. where it goes. And this is really interesting. It's one of those. The spook light is the Joplin spook light or the tri-state spook light. Um, this is in, it's in Oklahoma. I'm not even try to name name the city because people got, I think it's Quapa or Quapa. Who fucking knows? Well, you did try, I, I mean, though. tell me. I did try. And yeah. everyone's going to be upset. But according to the legend, this was first seen by, uh, during the Trail of Tears, in 1836, oh. which was uh, really, you know, you know, a tough time. I mean, Absolutely. It was originally seen during the Trail of Tears in 1836. However, the first official report occurred in 1881. Um, okay. And someone wrote about it. But it's literally what I saw, which was a ball of fire in this descri- in this description. It was a it was the size of a either up from a baseball up to a basketball, and then it dances and spins on the center of the road at high speeds, rising and hovering above the tree stops before it retreats and disappears, which is basically what I saw, but it was slow moving. What I saw. Okay, roads to it looks to be Quez. Uh, there is a. Uh, it seems like it was debunked, but sure. uh, who knows? Who yeah, knows? because well, spook lights we know are called. We've seen other people talk about spook lights being like you know swamp gas. Uh, yeah. reflections from your headlights going off into the woods. Like they, the idea of weird, like, you know, like campfires. There are right. obviously terrestrial explanations for a lot of this stuff, but I know what I fucking saw. I know what I saw. I know I what you not, saw. I don't remember it being like, it wasn't because we were lit up. Like it, w- w- our lights weren't the thing bouncing off the thing. It was on its own. It was like a bag. It looked like a plastic bag filled with liquid tumbling over itself. So it was different. And that way, in my mind, I think it was something like plasma. It is crazy, man, because this story, as Henry is talking about it, I mean, this has countless... It's been investigated for many, many years. Many years. Many, so many years. Interesting. Right. And it's just one of those old folk tales that, you know, it. you get you get your grandma around the fire and you get her to take her clothes off because you beat her in a game of strip poker. And now it's time to start <laughs> getting to the ghost stories. Because yeah, that's you what should. you do with your family, talking about old haunted lights, old dirty trains, and what grandpa was like back when he was alive and virile. Oh, yes, indeed. I always played rummy cube with my grandmother, not strip, strip- poker. Uh, not not strip rummy cube, not strip rummy cube. She would cheat though, and she would hide all of the little, um, all the little cubes. God knows where. Hmm. <laughs> I think I know where. All right. Should we do hero of the week? Yep. All right. This week's hero of the week. Sometimes you're in your car and you say, "I want to end it all." 
And then <laughs> every day almost. And you, then you ask the universe for a sign. Mm. There was a student, her name was Brooke Lacey. And she she was she was uh, COVID was hard on her. Like it was hard on all yes. of us, right? So she had a bunch of depression, right? And she lived in New Zealand, you know? So it was like pretty strict stuff. And she said, I'm gonna end it all. But then she was driving and she saw a homemade bumper sticker. Isn't that nice? And now this bumper sticker says, please don't take your life today. The world is so much better with you in it. More than you realize, stay. So isn't that nice? Now, this is a homemade mm. bumper sticker. And she said, I was looking for a sign. And then all of a sudden I looked and I saw that bumper sticker. And then she did not commit suicide anymore. So the sentiment it was, was just the bumper sticker. Well, apparently she it could have been. It seems like. It seems like a well-placed phone call would have helped or a funny ad for Arby's yeah, or if something. Yeah, if a, if a, not but, to me anything, but if a bumper sticker helps, then yeah, text would have helped. Well, the hero of the week is sending the positive bumper vibes. No, well, yes, but the bumper sticker is simply a meme. It's a messenger. The <laughs> hero of the week is the idea <laughs> of, of not committing suicide. Saying nice things to people because you never know what they're going through. Kissel, and I so, like that you're tall. Thank you. Now, if I was uh, now that is, but that's not something I don't have any control over. You see, so. well, I like that you have that denim jacket on. Thank you again. That's something now. That is, well, you, anyway, so she now you tell me something you like about me, something absolute, positive. That would be how that would go. So this no, woman then leaves. Well, I am in a. Me. I'm. I like that you're not as tall as me. Excellent. Fantastic. So Lacey says, wow, I can't believe I just saw that bumper sticker. And then you know what she did? She made a bunch of them. And so she said, I had these made a long time ago, put one on my car, and I forgot about them until now. Oh, I'm that's so nice. glad whoever you are to chose. To, I'm so this is the this is the woman who put the sticker on her car originally. I'm sorry. She says, I'm so glad whoever you are chose to stay today. You never know who needs the reminder. So there True. you go. So bumper stickers. That's kind of adjacent True. to Hero of the Week, but it's really more about just randomly saying nice things. And then sometimes people, I mean, most people will be like, oh, please shut up. It's super annoying. But you never know when that person who really needs to hear it. Oh, they, absolutely. You never know. A compliment of, goes a long way. It can. So don't, please don't take your life today. The world is so much better with you in it. More than you realize, stay. Randomly give somebody $5,000. Sure, if you want to do that. That would really help. That but the only problem with this really is help. there's also like, I'm happy that this woman took this message so positively, but then there's also like, you know, I don't know, like Ron Jeremy. You know, there's like a lot of people who mm. also could read this and be like, I don't know if it is better with you. Like, yeah, how, yeah, like seriously, seriously. Like, uh, or, um, you know, it's one of those. Like, you know, where, it's like a Harvey type. It's like a wine. I don't know. It probably it seems like it was worth worse with you. Now, this but might anyway. be really, this might be kind of cynical. Um, but there actually might be a lot of money in some pro suicide bumper stickers. I mean, they're out there. They're out. We're there. leaving money on the table. Yeah. All right. Good point. Anyway, today's hero of the week is saying something nice every now and again, even if it's a bumper sticker. Seriously, it really does help. It really does help. And now it's time for some listener email. Whoa. Here we go. Now, if you go back in history. There's far more stories about haunted railroad equipment than there are crossings or other physical locations. Oh. Hoodoo locomotives were feared by crews for being accident-prone, for racking up a high crew casualty count, or just causing a profound sense of disquiet among employees. Now, this was not always attributed to ghosts, but it was a common enough phenomenon to be discussed in mechanics manuals and trade magazines. 
Over the years, I've had mm. the privilege to work on and operate a number of the steam locomotives that are still in working conditions. Oh my God, One Neil engine, Young, somewhere Neil Young just got an erection. Yeah. He's just like, girl, let me see that train. Aww. I got a lot of time now. He loves trains. So one engine in particular was a font of borderline paranormal experiences. And below, I'll share one of the many stories of why I fully believe it qualifies as a quote-unquote hoodoo engine. Now, the first off thing I noticed was that some of its crew members didn't just dislike working on this engine, that they were outright terrified to work on it. No matter what it did, it never really worked well for them, and it had dealt some of them small injuries and other frights. It was, in general, an object that seemed to attract strange activity. A few other employees were more superstitious, and they would tell me that those crewmen had trouble because they did not take the time to respect the engine. They said that you had to take the time to keep it clean and never think of it as small or weak. Okay. Right? This is what I say to my bathing woman each morning. Every day. So one morning, when I'd been there for about a year, a man who was scheduled to be on the engine's crew came in shaky and pale. He told us that he had had a terrible nightmare about the engine derailing on a bridge, falling onto the highway below, and then exploding. The mood in the room turned icy. Three other people had endured cold sweat, bolt-out-of-bed type nightmares about this engine the night before. Whoa. We had never compared notes before, but they were incredibly consistent about involving it, it, all of it involving falling off or into something and starting an intense fire. Uh -oh. So a few more months pass, then it was my turn. It was beyond me to properly describe how vivid and terrifying my version of this dream was. Mine was of the inferno variety, not the falling one. And the best I can do is say that for a good month afterwards, I felt like the edge of my soul had been nailed to a post in some other plane of reality. And I was trying to tug it free. Now, despite my generally materialistic outlook on the world, I was beginning to wonder if I had edged up against something paranormal. Now, after I moved on, I kept doing research into the service life of this so-called hoodoo engine, and I found two facts that made my hair stand on end. At one time, it had been used to fight wildfires, hmm. and on another occasion, it had derailed and tipped over onto its side. Now, I thought it was beyond coincidence that five different people independently had terrible nightmares about these exact things. Now, I've encountered other vehicles and machines that seem to have a personality, but nothing that even approached the same sense of strangeness and malevolence I caught from that locomotive. Ooh, cool. It's like the movie Cars or the movie Trucks. I Any love movie it. that has an evil car or truck, it's like that I like, movie. I like evil trucks. I like evil cars. But do they still need gas? Hmm. I don't know. I don't fucking <laughs> I don't know. know. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. Here right. we go. Good question. All right. So back in 2005, when I was in middle school, I lived in a pretty large home with my two brothers, sister and parents in Orlando, Florida. Myself and my siblings, except for my youngest brother, he was a lying sack of shit, so no whoa, one believed the stories. Experienced many ghosts slash demon encounters in a couple of years that we lived here. In the couple of years that we lived there. Now, my sister claimed she would experience these things several times a week. She said her door would creak open slowly and then slam shut. She remembers being yanked out of her bed by her hair many times. And she told me that one time she woke up in the middle of the night to a shadowy figure in the corner that resembled a monkey. Oh, which gosh. is hilarious to think about a monkey ghost. Yeah. Which is just, just straight it's up terrorizing. Fun. Yes. 
And my older brother and I had more similar experience that we chalked up to sleep paralysis. Now, for example, I would wake up to a shadowy figure looming over me and feel like I was being choked. I feel hands running all over my body. My room would go cold in an instant. My door would also creak open and then slam shut randomly to the point where I started to sleep with a pillow in front of my door to prevent it from shutting. But it would still happen. and My (gasps) pillow would be thrown into the hallway. The best part of this story, though, is our dad religiously gaslighting us the whole time we lived there. We'd run to his room sobbing or bring it up the next day, and he would vehemently deny it and tell us to pray. And it's because we don't believe in God the way we should. He even wrote out prayers and stuck them on our windows. So fast forward to my parents' messy divorce. We're finally almost done boxing everything up and loading into the U-Haul when my dad overhears my brother and I saying how happy we are to finally move out of this haunted house. He turns to us without skipping a beat and says, oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, this house is haunted as fuck and continues to <laughs> load the rest of our shit into the U-Haul while laughing to himself uh. after years of denying it and making us feel crazy. Now we could talk about it. And he said basically all that well, the shit that happened to us would happen to him and my mother as well. Well, all right. There you go. Could have let your kids know, but that's all right. I could see how, like, in a way, especially if you are hyper-religious, like, you're trying to keep it out of your conscious thought. Like, you're trying to say, this is not happening. Like, we don't do this. This doesn't happen. And then you just hope that maybe you'll be correct, even though you're experiencing the same exact shit. Because also what we've known over the years, we talked about it with Dalen recently, and we talked about it with various people, like, how dealing with the the, the, the phenomena, paranormal phenomena, it's very sure. personal. And it's it very is. one-to-one for each person. It really is. All right. Well, if you're in a haunted house, flip it. Make it a haunted Airbnb. You can get some good cash that way. That's it. We got got these listener emails. There you go. Well, I do believe we do a triple L. Oh, of course. Of course. We, why, we, why would we not? Why would I not? I don't That's know. Why, why would ever? I don't She's going to live every day like a young man on his way to fight Russia in the big old war. <laughs> well, you know what? We and don't have to do a triple L today. You don't want to do that? No, we don't have to do a triple L today. Yeah, you don't want to? You want to get into that? Oh, you don't know. <laughs> you got to live your life knowing that you are not going to uh-huh. be. Okay, let's figure this out. All right, no, I'm going to roll into this. All I'm going right, to wrap roll, this yeah, up. Yeah. Live your life finding the man you co-work with. All right, this is good. Okay, this is good. Okay, great. When you're in office, right? Uh You want to live your office life knowing that no matter what, you're scanning that room for whoever's going to fucking kill you so that you don't have to commit suicide, right? Because then everyone won't cry and all kind of stuff, think you're depressed or whatever. I mean, maybe they won't, but... Yeah, because then you can laugh with your buddy about how, like, you know, when you go shopping for the circular saw together and how everyone's going to be so confused about why right. you did it why this did way. You yeah. And you and your buddy, like, high-five each other. And then you're going to love the fact that, like, maybe just in the moments before you succumb to the inky blackness that is the forever nothingness of your death, yeah. that, like, wow, I guess Jerry really was my friend. Isn't that nice? Well, there you go, everyone. Thank Isn't that you good? So- it was wonderful. Yeah, Thank good. you all so much it for listening. It was worth it. It was. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you're doing well out there. Hail yourselves. Yeah, fuckers. See you soon. Hail Satan. That's right. My ghost Elishans, everybody. My ghost Elishans. My ghost Elishans. Leave your friend's legs alone. Don't chop off your friend's legs. Unless they ask for it. Don't even do, do it, what, man. Do whatever your friend asks them oh to do. My you got to do it. Right. You're, you're, you're some bought and sold. Okay. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. 
For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. Tillamook Chocolate Collection Ice Cream is a total chocolate game changer. We start with unbelievably creamy dark chocolate ice cream. Then we add different chocolate treats like chocolate cookies, chocolate cake, or chocolate brownies to make four decadent chocolate flavors. Because sometimes the thing that pairs best with chocolate <laughs> is more chocolate. Tillamook Chocolate Collection Ice Cream. Extraordinary Dairy. For 25 years, nothing has tasted better after a hard day's work than a Mike's Hard Lemonade. It's because since day one, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. We use three kinds of lemons, all handpicked from family farms, then blended to perfection in cold press to create the epic hard lemonade you know and love. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois.